Welcome to the Fearless Happiness Podcast, where we showcase phenomenal individuals who have overcome serious traumas, life obstacles, and challenges to find their own path to fearless happiness. Listen as Max Nast invites guests from all around the world to share their experiences and spread strength, hope, and faith. This is the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and this is Max Nast. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon or good evening. Wherever you are in this world, this is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast. Today, I have an awesome guest, Eric Rogers. But you know what I like to do? Uh, Eric, so let my audience know who you are, what it is exactly that you do, and then we're going to rock and roll and just have an awesome conversation. Yeah, Max. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for inviting me on your show and allowing me to to give your audience some value. That means a lot to me. Um, you know, that you came to me too. I, that's even better. You know, that means I'm doing something right. And, you know, my whole goal is to get in front of as many people as possible, give as much value as possible in maybe different perspectives on how that, how they can live a different life and overcome whatever obstacles or battles that they're struggling with or just win. You know what I mean? So I, you know, obviously Eric Rogers, I, I am the owner and CEO of the immortal man. It's a company that we are actually launching here in April, um, April 1st. I don't know when this will come out, but I've been the owner of Rogers fitness Academy for two and a half years. Right. And so really stepping into a, a new mission, but with the similar, uh, outcome of becoming better. Right. And so I am a, a, a personal coach for entrepreneurial, uh, exp- you know, entrepreneurial men. And the goal is to empower men to lead and l- build a legacy of purpose, integrity and faith. Right. And so the, the, the main thing that I'm focused on in this life is number one, being the example for others. Right. And showing what is possible, but also teaching other men, especially entrepreneurs, because we have the platform to do so, to step up into an empowered identity of extreme ownership so that they can be the example, show people how it's done and really gain that authority. Right. We we need real leaders to step up on their platforms and stop hiding and, and start changing other people because it's our last chance. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Man. Right. I'm glad that you said that because right with COVID and everything. Right. I don't know if you listen to Andy Frisella. Right. And he said like oh, he yeah. he'll he says on his podcast where he points to us, man, and goes, you guys need to step up, man. You guys are, you know, mm-hmm. you need to lead. Right. Because our men, the men in our country are pussies pretty much and he he gets pissed right right so i love that you that you shared that right so yeah like tell the audience like a little bit about like where you've come from the challenges you've had to face to bring you today to where you're at like being a leader because i gotta tell you everybody like i watch eric's reels i see him on facebook and he's leading he's not just talking but he's leading so let the audience know a little bit more about you eric yeah, my, my past is dark and I am very blessed to be here today. And, you know, just the fact that I am means that I have a, there's a reason why I'm here and God has shown me that purpose and I will die on that hill. Right. That's, I know where I'm going. I, I'm certain of who I am and what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, I believe that's happiness. I believe, you know, talking about your, the fearless happiness, the happiness part is like, is knowing I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and I'm doing what I'm supposed to. And 
when you have that certainty and that clarity of your vision and your purpose, I mean, you're unstoppable as long as you, you act on it, right? You obey. Right. Uh, yeah. My past is dark, man. I, um, I, I, I lived in 16 years of drug addiction, abuse. Um, you know, I, and it all started at seven years old. I was sexually molested at seven and, you know, you can imagine what that would do to a child. But, uh, what happened to me is I, it immediately changed the way I saw authority, right? And and I think that's why I'm called to be a leader and an example. And I think that God put that in my life or allowed it in my life to fit, look at, to to kind of empower me to look at leadership and authority in a different way, in a skeptical way and, and say, you know what? Like, fuck you guys. Like, I ain't listening to you, right? So that right. the first 16 years after that, um, you know, I, I had zero respect for authority, caused a lot of problems. I was not a good kid. I had 16 years of drug addiction, trying to escape pain, trauma. You know, I was raised in a loving household, but by the same people that loved me, I also, because of who I was and how I behaved, uh, I was treated in a way that, you know, would be, I would say, acceptable to that type of child now that I look at it. But they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know what happened to me. And I kept that shit to myself until last year, actually. I, wow. I, I didn't, I didn't bring that to the public until I was on one of the biggest podcasts in the world. It was a trip for me. Um, I actually repressed that memory so deep that I didn't even really believe it until someone helped me understand, like, there's a reason why you've been addicted. You know, I've struggled yeah. with addiction my whole life. And, you know, so I was disciplined a lot as a child. Nothing wrong with that. Although, you know, I didn't feel, feel understood or seen or heard, uh, or accepted. And so it pushed me into rebellion very hard. Right. Right. Uh, very independent child. Didn't follow the rules. Didn't give a fuck. Right. And, and <laughs> what was <laughs> the problem with that is like, you don't, you don't do well in school or right. do well in, in homes, in, in church, nothing. And so uh, I've always been known as like intense, intense and, and different. And, you know, and I, I realized that that's actually my biggest attribute, right? That's what makes me who I am today. And I'm very proud of that. And I'm glad and I've accepted that. And I think that's one thing that you have to do is, you know, whatever people don't like in you is probably the thing that's going to make you, you know, go the furthest. And it's going to be right. a part of your personality that may, you, you may be able to embrace and use as, as fuel to get to the next level or to reach the right people. And so, you know, fast forward to the age of 17, I did, my father's a, uh, a prison guard, Folsom prison guard for okay. around 30 years. You know, he's a tough <laughs> motherfucker. Excuse dude. me. You know, the one thing my father taught me was discipline. Actually, it was the only thing he taught me. Be the hardest worker in the room, you know, right. like demand respect, you know, learn how to fight, all this, you know, and it was that tough guy type of, uh, of childhood, which, you know, at times I hated, at times I loved. Now I look back and I love it. Like a lot of, a lot of fathers don't have that with their kids. And it, it is an important aspect to a certain extent. But, right. Uh, 17 years old, I got caught with, from my father with cocaine. And he was just like, he was done. He was done with my shit. He's like, get out of the house. I never want to see you again. You know, the whole family was like, they were done with me. I've caused enough harm. And so 17 years old, homeless, you know, the first night I'm out on the streets, I, I go to a friend's house or so-called friend and I 
sleep on his couch and you know i wake up in the morning i tell him what's up i said dude i gotta quit the drugs right it's ruining everything it's destroying my life and he pulls out a baggie immediately right that's <laughs> that's the enemy right there you know right. just just tempting me wherever and it still happens bro it's crazy like the temptations anything to pull me down right um and he's like you want to bump i was like yeah for <laughs> no sure bro like yeah hit it and you know he's like so how long you been doing methamphetamine and i'm like what are you talking about bro like what what are you talking about and he's like well you, you just did it like how long you've been doing that and i said i was like fuck you dude and i left and i came back that night and i was like i want more yeah i want I more and at that point immediately became extremely addicted to it and i pushed methamphetamine into my into my system for a year and a half i'm i'm talking about not eating for weeks like a week like barely eating not drinking water not sleeping for two weeks at a time like <laughs> to the point where i got down to about a hundred and 125 pounds and uh you know homeless kid and i'd do anything for it bro i started hanging out with some evil people started uh hanging out with some of the the most notorious gangs here in California, um, and I saw a lot of evil shit. I started selling it for them, uh, the Aryan Brotherhood. I started, uh, you know, taking it door to door and and in, into the ghetto and and collecting money for it. And I've had I've had mothers try to trade their kids, their three year old daughters, for that shit. Like I've seen some of the most evil shit you think, which is added to the trauma, right? And uh, it pushed me to a place where I ended up having drug-induced psychosis to such a high level where I was on the verge of schizophrenia. Like, I would skip through time. I'd just wake up randomly and, like, I'd blink and I'd be in a different place. I'd see demons. I was hearing voices. I was that guy on the side of the road yelling at cars. I was picking rocks out of the asphalt and trying to smoke it. Like, I was the tweak, you know? I was that guy. Right. And I was lost. Gone absolutely gone and by the grace of god i got caught I, I went to jail at 18 years old and i got caught with a good amount of stuff enough to put me in, in uh, for 10 years and uh, it was the first time in a long time that i had been sober that that two weeks in, in jail sitting right. there in a cell no drugs and it was the first time in my life i, I realized like it's not that bad well i got out I, uh, I was still dabbling, but you know, I, I won my trial, bro. By the grace of God, I won my trial. So I don't have any record on me, but as soon as I won that, I moved away from all these people yeah. and I, uh, I, I got clean. I lived in the woods for four months without look like talking to anybody, but my brother, no phone, like barely any food except canned chili detoxed. And then I met my wife after that. And I started becoming a normal person, right? I started working, got a job, right? Her turned 21, got an alcohol. We had a son, you know, at the time my son was uh, one years old, you know, I started to slip back into it. You know, I never addressed the pain that I struggled with. And right. so I kept slipping into it in different ways. And, you know, I woke up one day to my wife, bags packed, son in the car. And I was like, what's going on? And she's like, I'm leaving you. I'm done. I'd never want to see you again. You're never allowed near my son. They moved out of state, bro. They they escaped me. Like I didn't know I was that guy. I didn't really see it, but turns out like I was that right. toxic. But you we never I mean? do so when up. we're in it, right? Like you never think 
I'm not that dude, right? Because uh, I got to tell you, Eric, you're, you're sharing your story and I'm just going, uh, that's me, right? Like when I hit meth, like when I got introduced to meth, right? Yeah, it was the beginning of the end, right? The, but like mm. when you were mentioning two weeks up, right? I lost a brother, right? To suicide, but that was his drug of choice, right? And when he relapsed, that's what he went back to. Plus the other things he did, right? And you and I know, man, that that drug is just nasty. Like it takes everything from you. Like it doesn't discriminate, man. Um, and that's why I was I was laughing with you, not at you, because I'm I'm remembering the stuff what you're telling me. I'm rem- like I remember doing stuff where I said I never will ever do that. Period. Right. And then I'm in that sleazy motel room with dudes that just came out of prison. Right. And, and at that time I hadn't, I still had some hair. Right. I didn't shave my head and I, I looked clean cut. Right. Because I was just new onto the streets. Right. And I didn't have any tattoos and they're all looking at me like this dude's a cop or he's a narc mm. or something. Right. And I just thought like, dude, I'm going to die. My friend dropped me out there and I'm like, I'm going to die in this. But one of the guys, throws me a needle and says, do this, right? But I was so already into my addiction, right? As you know, like, you don't even hesitate. I was like, I did it so quick. The guy goes, that dude cannot be a cop. You're cool, bro. We're going to leave you alone. Like, and I'm like sweating. Well, cool, right? I'm high as hell now. But but when I'm hearing you share that, right? Because people need to understand, like, when you're in that grip, mm. son, wife, right? It doesn't matter, right? Because you don't see the pain you're causing, right? So continue, right? I just, I had to yeah, jump man. in real quick because you were bringing back memories, bro. Like when I was in my active yeah, addiction, yeah. I'm thinking about that stuff, just going, we made it out, bro. We're blessed. We got another yeah, chance bro. to do something right. For real. It's, it's crazy the things that you'll do on drugs, for drugs or anything. And, you know, I, I woke up to that and, you know, I lost them, bro. I lost my wife and kid all in one day. And I sat there just like every addict and most people in this world. And I said, is, you know, everyone hates me. Nothing's right. You know, life sucks, blah, blah, blah. So I started hitting the bottle harder. I started doing more drugs. Four months later, I'm sitting on my bed with nothing. And I was like, all right, I'm fucking done. Like I, I've hurt everybody. I've lost everybody. I, I have nothing. I have nobody. No one to call. Literally, nobody call someone like Eric. Just don't fucking call me. You know what I mean? It's that yeah. type of type of thing. It's like just go fucking die. You know. And so I, I put a Glock in my mouth and I put my finger on the trigger and I was I was slobbering all over the fucking gun because I I it was time, bro. I was gonna pull the trigger. Right. And I knew this was it. I had no one to call to say help. And I, I knew that like no one. No one, nobody needed me and it was all a bunch of bullshit and I had a vision and that vision was my wife being fucked by another man and my son calling that man dad. And I was like, Oh, it was the exact vision that I needed to have enough anger and jealousy to pull that fucking gun out of my mouth and say that I am going to be that motherfucker. It was the first time in my, in my life I had a goal, bro. Right. It was crazy. And, you know, I'm fucked up, but I, I just go to bed and I wake up the next day and it, it clicked, bro. I, rem- I remember the, the moment where I said, this is all my fucking fault. All of it. Everything is my fault. 
Like, it's not my dad's fault. It's not, it's not the, the lady that molested me at seven's fault. It's not the people that didn't understand his fault. It's my fucking fault. I'm here. And the second I said that, I realized, like, if, if I put myself here, if my actions put me here, then my actions can take me the fuck out. And so what I did is I, I aligned with that vision, the man in the vision, I aligned my habits with him. I aligned my mindset with him. And then I got accountability. So I would stay on that journey. And, and I went to, to tunnel vision for six months, bro. I started going to the gym twice a day. I started eating better. I, I realized like I haven't ate in 16 years, really. So like I started putting on muscle. <laughs> right. right. Um, and <laughs> I, you know, I started waking up early and being more disciplined and I fell in love with it, bro. I, I loved it. I was feeling like a fucking beast. And then six months later, I called my wife. I said, this is who the fuck I am. This is what I've been doing. I'm sorry. And she, she's like, come home. And I've been home ever since, bro. And that's, that's his story. But, but the moral of the fucking story is ownership. Yeah. The moral of the story is, is everything that is wrong in your life and right is your fucking fault. And you're a hundred percent responsible for it. Especially if you're a man, especially if you're a father, especially if you're a fucking husband. Yeah. And the second that you point fingers at anyone else is a second you will fail. You have no control over your life. It's, it's you deciding defeat and you're going to be the same fucking person that you've always been. And that's right there. That ownership is what changed my life. And it's what brought me to who I am today and where I am. And now, I, you know, multiple six figure uh, coaching company. Uh, this is my second business I'm, I'm building. You know, I put on 95 pounds of muscle, lean muscle mass, didn't lose my abs in four and a half years. I, I went from that guy to a, a father that my son looks up to and loves and and just cherishes. I'm I'm a I'm a father that I never had. I'm a husband that I needed to be for my wife. My wife has stepped back into her her safety zone, her feminine role. She she's proud of me. She feels safe. She feels loved. She trusts me, bro. You people say that, like broken things can't be fixed, but oh, that's the ones that aren't willing to fix them. Well, and and you nailed it on the head, right? When you said when you take ownership of the shit in your life, right? Good, bad, or indifferent, and you own it, that's when change starts to happen, right? And yeah. I bet you when you own that, there was like that, okay, I always likened it to, because uh, I, I, I go I go to AA, right? I have been for a long time. I go to a meeting every Wednesday, but I've worked those steps and it was like doing that four step with my sponsor, right? I always called it this. So I, I was carrying around this uh, what do you call it? Silverback gorilla, right? Got me in a headlock and he won't get off. And I'm just going like, come on, bro. Right. So I sit down and I do this with this man, right. That I never done before. Right. Let alone, you know, any human being, but like to tell this man, my deepest, darkest secrets. And just when I let that out and owned everything, it was like that gorilla got back off me. He tapped me on the butt and took off. Right. And I felt so light, like, I felt like things were going to change. Right. And that's what I'm hearing with your story. Right. When, when you just said, okay, this is all my fault, right. It's not my wife's fault. It's not my son's fault. It's not my dad's fault or whoever. Right. And, and we take ownership. Things start to, I, that's when I say the magic happens. Right. Because then you start seeing things in a different perspective. Right. And then it allows yeah. you to be more of that sponge and learn other things. Right. So you can change as a human being. 
So, you know, tell the audience like, all right, so you you got back into the gym. And let me tell you guys, this guy's big. He's huge. I wouldn't piss this guy off for anything, man. (laughs) He's going to laugh, but he's a big dude, right? But you can tell he puts in the work, right? So tell the audience, like, what's that like for you now? I mean, you're running a couple companies. You're getting to start a new one. Um, Because I'd like to share with my audience, like, what discipline looks like for my guests, right? Like, what does that actually look like? Right. Cause we could yeah. talk about it. you and I could talk about it every day. I could say, yeah, Eric, I'm going to the gym. As soon as we get off here, I'm like, I'll go lay down and take a nap. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot so, of self-discipline. Right. So share that with absolutely. the audience. Yeah. And so, so discipline is, is a simple act of doing the shit that you got to do without, even if you don't want to fucking do it. Right. And it's, it's be able to hold yourself accountable. It, but, but the thing is, is like, I guess as an addict, for me, um, I can pick up a new habit pretty quick, which is discipline for me, you know, but I look at it like this, like some people say, like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be so black and white. You shouldn't be such an extremist. You shouldn't be so intense. Like, fuck that, homie. Like if you're, <laughs> if, if you're that all in, all out kind of guy, then, then, right. then fucking embrace that. But I could say this, like it's all in or you're in the fucking way. There is no all out. Right. You know what I mean? Cause all out means I'm that guy again. And that's the motivation for me. Like, I know that if I skip meals, I know that if I skip workouts, if I skip my morning routine, if I skip reading the Bible, if I start making fucking excuses on the things that I'm supposed to be doing, then I will slip back so fucking fast. It's it's unbelievable. So, you know, discipline for me, like what that looks like for me is you got to have intention behind everything you do. And I mean this, I tell my clients, like, lick the fucking bowl, bro. Like that last piece of rice, bro, be intentional about it. There's like, if you don't eat that last piece of rice, you ain't going to fucking make it, you right. know, like right. that right. all in mentality. It's like, right. it's like Ed Millett says like one, the power of one more, right? Right. It, it's that it's, it's waking up without fucking snoozing. It's putting your feet on the floor, getting up. It's, it's getting straight to work. It's choosing to suffer now instead of have comfort now and suffer later right there's two types of discipline or two types of pain there's the pain of discipline and the pain of fucking regret and i've had enough of that shit dude you know yeah, what i mean right dude the truth the truth is it's like boredom loneliness yep. is a devil's playground especially if you're like me bro i have you if i sit here and start naming out the things that i've done wrong i will want to kill myself again i there's no reason why i wouldn't want to go back to drugs and and you know take that pain away because dude, I will never be able to change the past, but, but my actions will number one, keep me from slipping back there and it'll keep me focused on the future. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like when we're stagnant, we are, we are, we got too much time. We're staying in the same fucking place. And that stagnation is our, is our worst enemy. Right. And so I like to look at it like this. If, if you can, if you know who you want to be, and I'm not talking about what you want, what you want to do or what you want in life, like your house, your money, your car. That's just a fucking byproduct of who you are. Right. Right. If you know who you want to be, I'm talking about like your core values, your, your vision, your mission, right? Uh, the characteristics of the man that you're looking to be, uh, which for me, that's aligned with who Jesus is, right? The perfect example of a man. He lived it. He breathed it. He walked it. And that's why we know him today. He didn't advertise himself, bro. He walked around in sandals. The only reason why he's the most popular man in the world is because he lit, he was the example yeah. of, 
who he wished to see in the world. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And that's the biggest legacy you can, that it was ever left behind. And that's really what I'm trying to teach people is like, it, it's, it's not what you got. It's who you are. Right. Because when you have discipline and you repeat the same things every single day that take you to a place, number one, you get certainty that you're going to get there if you just keep going. Right. And the other part of it is, um, man, I kind of skipped my head right there, but it, it's that it's having the certainty of knowing where the fuck you're going to go. So if you know right. who you are and you break that down into day-to-day -day actionable steps, right? Whether that be in business, family, fitness, fine, you know, or faith, if you repeat yep. those, if, if you complete those tasks at the end of the day, you're going to lay in bed saying, I fucking did it, bro. And, and you get on a sales call or you go walk up to an opportunity or get on a podcast like this. And you know what shines out of you is fucking certainty. It's confidence. It's strength. People can feel it. They can see it, right? They can, see, they can see it in my body. They can see it as I show up, as I speak, and, and my actions act. They match it. Right. To me, that's fucking everything. You know what I mean? Right. And that's right? huge, right? Because a lot of the times, like before you and I, like say you and I changed, right? We judge ourselves mm -hmm. by our intentions, right? Like, oh, I'm going to do that tomorrow, right? But the world judges us by our actions, right? And they're watching, right? And like That's you said, you have a son. I got kids. I got grandkids, right? Those are the people that I want them to say, wow. Like, I want my legacy to go to my great, great, great grandkids. Like, grandpa had great core values and he lived in integrity, right? And he yeah. he did what he said he was going to do when he said he was going to do it, right? And, and oh, that's yeah. when I've been watching you on Facebook and on your reels, I go, I got to get Eric on here because the people I want to reach need to hear this message, right? One, you said it, take ownership, accept that whatever happened to you is because of the decisions and the choices you made and then change, right? And, yeah. right? And some people are going to probably listen to us and go, man, those guys are hardcore. I don't know if we can handle this, right? Or we're going to get the guys and the girls that go, hell yeah, that's what we need, right? Mm -hmm. But I run with you any day, bro. You know what I mean? Because you made the changes. You got your family back, right? You're living proof that if you put your mind to something, you can do it, right? And now yeah. you're trying to help people do the same. And, and that's why I appreciate you being a guest today and, and sharing that stuff and Right. Sharing um, what you do and stuff. And we'll get into that. So so uh, like I like to ask, right, if if my client or my clients, my audience or anybody out there listening wants to work with you or figure out, like, what do you do? How can how can they get a hold of you and how can they work with you? Yeah. So as we rebrand, we're still getting everything set up uh, for April 1st launch. And it, it may be a little later, but expect it. Um, to hit the best way to get a hold of me right now is through Instagram, uh, which is the real Eric Rogers, uh, all you know, one word. And, uh, I mean, hit me up. Actually, if you listen to this, let me know you listen to it. You know, that's what I want. I want that connection. Like I am not here to, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be your authority figure. I want to be an example. Like the whole reason I'm fucking doing this is not for me. It right. is not for me, bro. You know what I mean? So yeah. It, I like do. I would love to hear people's um, feedback on it. I'd love to hear what people are, are doing with their life and and how they're changing, what they're struggling with, and if I can help in any way, it'd be great. But the the Immortal Man launch is going to be absolutely awesome. It's going to be we're we're doing a group coaching program, a small group coaching program for male entrepreneurs. So 
that's going to look like a 12 week program where we're meeting every week with five guys, including myself. And the, the whole point, okay. The whole point of it is to develop yourself into a high class leader, right? That leads by example, that can make a massive impact on others, but also teaching them how to build a personal brand. Why we, why, why we build a personal brand. And it's because look, if, if you're going to become a leader or a high developed man, like you have a, a obligation in this world to share that with others, right? The legacy yep. cannot be spread unless you spread it. So in the world of social media, we're going to be helping people build their personal brands and show people who they are and, and share the message that, that they would like to share. And obviously that's going to help them with more sales, uh, more reach, more authority. And I think. There's a lot of people in this world that are business owners that that have the same intentions as me. It's more than money for them. They want to be a valuable person to others. They want to be seen. They want to be heard because they they know that there's something that they need to be telling the world. And it, it's not just about them, right? It, it's about more than that. And so this program is really to develop you to a place where you can you can give outwardly a hundred percent. Right. This world's all about self-love, self-care. That's great. But there's a there's a certain fucking point to it where you got to develop yourself and then stop with the self-obsession and fucking start leading. Right? right. And so that's what we're focused on. Right. We're, we're focused on building your family unit, your, uh, you know, your employees, whoever you lead, your audience, the world and and just making a bigger and deeper impact of purpose, integrity and faith to the world. And so. Uh, yeah, when when that launches, you'll see it on Instagram. But um, um, that's probably the best place to find it right now. So Instagram, yeah, everybody here that you can find Eric on Instagram uh, and Facebook, obviously. Uh, so be looking yeah, for that launch because he's going to yeah. offer some great stuff, man. I just have this feeling it's going to blow up. So um, there's a couple questions I like to ask before we end the show, of course. And of course. Um, so I wrote a book, right? podcast is named after the book and there's a reason we'll get into the happiness part but fearless right so i talk to guests like yourself right and they kind of look at me like what does fearless mean to you and like dude i've been through some shit right like i know but <laughs> but tell me what does like today like what does fearless mean to you and how does that show up in your life on a daily basis yeah okay two reasons two two kind of definitions of fearless to me. Number one is like it fearless doesn't mean that you're not going to have fear. It means you're going to fucking face it no matter if you have fear or not with the faith that you're going to be okay no matter what. And, and a big part of that is like, if your worth is in money, material items, friends or external, you know, validation, look, that shit can be taken from you in a second, but you know what cannot be taken from you is your will, is your power to fight, your your will to fight, your character, your morals, your beliefs, your your uh, work ethic. Your that's the shit we need to be investing in because no one yeah. can take it from you, right? I Every I've had everything taken from me twice in my life, and what I learned is that the people that are grateful for their breath alone are unstoppable, and so. No matter what, like I know if I lose everything, I know who the fuck I am. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? I'm still going to show up. I'm still going to do what's right, right? And so fearless is really walking into an 
unseen place knowing that no matter what the fuck happens it's going to be fine and it's meant to be like that and and that god is going to take care of you absolutely and that's why i like that saying life happens for you not to you right so if you just go mm -hmm. right face your fears right because no matter how it turns out that's the way it was supposed to go anyway right so i appreciate that thanks for sharing that eric yeah. so fun. now I, I i put the why in happiness for a reason i know sometimes i get people you spilled it wrong uh i did it <laughs> for a reason right uh so knowing i put the why in happiness what does happiness mean for you and how does that show up in your life happiness to me is is all based off purpose um happiness has actually happened to me recently and i think it has to do with identity for me <coughs> in my beliefs when you know who you are and you know why you're here then and you get to wake up every day knowing like what the fuck the mission is today yeah. and what hill you're gonna die on to me that's everything bro because a lot of us like a lot of and i did it for years wake up just like what am i doing like what is this <laughs> like Absolutely. you know just repeating the same fucking shitty day every single day with no purpose but for yourself it's a selfish way to live like happiness is not about is not about waking up for you but to me it's waking up knowing why god put you here and that takes a lot of fucking work to get there it it takes self-mastery it takes you pushing you yourself to your fucking limits to understand what you're capable of and when you understand what you're capable of you understand why you're here your vision normally isn't laid out for you you usually don't know what it is or your purpose right. until your habits and your mindset are aligned with it first does that make Absol sense that makes absolute sense right right because in that process right like i always tell clients right or our friends of mine like dude just trust the process right do the next right thing and and know that you have a purpose right because like i can't make you find your purpose right i can help guide you and find your purpose and vice versa right you could say hey max right. i can't tell you what your purpose is but i can help you get there right um so yeah. that's perfect right and it, and happiness right if you think about it sometimes is fleeting right but why reason i put that why in there right because if it comes from here right you that's when you find joy right and then the happiness is much last much longer right because uh, like right. you you're a father you're a husband right like when i see my grandkids or when they give me that certain look you know like grandpa you know i love you you know what i mean you can't put a price on that right but if i was mm -hmm. still doing my stuff way like way back when right like what we were doing we wouldn't have those yeah. moments right and right. uh yeah so i i appreciate you for for being here for being so open and for sharing you know who you are with my audience but there's one last question i like to ask you're not off the hook you, yet right and and All i right. know you probably got a good answer for this right <laughs> so what i like to ask my guests is at the at the end is what is one piece of advice that you could give my audience that will help them grow as a human being and become a better human to become a better human is you don't got this and i know that that's like that's absolute opposite of everything you've ever heard you do not fucking got this and what i mean is when you say i got this you're saying i'm gonna take this alone i'm in control and it's fucking bullshit the biggest thing that helped me in life was was to say and, and 
I love Jesus, right? That is a huge part of our life. And it's to go, I don't got this Jesus and I need you. Number one. But on the other side of that is like, I got, I got community. I got brothers that know the deepest, darkest fucking secrets of my life. And without them, I can hide shit. I can fall back into my past. I, you need other people in your life. You need them and, and you got to trust those people. But I can tell you this, like you're, if your circle isn't filled with those people, then you're probably in the wrong fucking circle. And, right. and there's a lot of people, despite all the excuses you say that I can't trust anyone. No, homie, you don't trust yourself because you keep right. hiding. There's people out there that are willing to tell you their secrets and you tell theirs. And, and people like me and Max are those people. You need accountability. You need someone watching your back. You need someone to, you know, audit your beliefs and to tell you when you're fucking up and to, and to help you open your mind up to bigger things. You only know what the fuck you know. So you don't got this. We got this. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I love that, bro. I love that. And I couldn't agree more, right? If I had tried to do this journey of recovery by myself, I probably wouldn't even be sitting here talking with you because I'd be back stuck in that motel I was telling you about. Um, exactly, bro. Right? And and now I feel like I've gained a new friend, a good friend, and his name is Eric Rogers, right? Because we think alike. Yeah, man, We're like-minded so people. And um, yeah. I got you, bro. And like I said, you thank too, you so much for bringing value to my audience and sharing your your story with them. So you heard it, you guys. If if Eric made you think, if he made you smile, if he made you go, hmm, please go leave a five-star review over on iTunes so everybody can find it. Um, you heard him. You can reach him on um, Instagram or Facebook. This guy is an amazing gentleman, everybody. Yeah, he tells it like it is. So if it hurts your feelings, sorry, but that's not what this show is about. I want you to get the truth. And I wanted to get you from people that I admire, even though I'm just getting to know him, but he he's a dear friend of mine now because he just he tells the truth and that's what we got to do so thank you sir for being here everybody have a good evening until next time i'll talk to you guys later are you tired of being weighed down by life's traumas and struggles join the fearless happiness lifestyle and let us guide you toward a brighter future explore our past podcast episodes and get a copy of the fearless happiness book to ignite your inner strength if you or someone you love is battling addiction or facing challenges related to unresolved trauma, know that we are here for you. Visit maxnaist.org, M-A-X-N-I-J-S-T dot O-R-G, and take the first steps toward finding your fearless happiness. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of Fearless Happiness.